0: Welcome back to a new episode of This is Life Unfiltered, episode 98, two away from 100. Oh my gosh, how crazy is that? Um, Before I get into this episode, I was actually going to have a guest on this week, Natasha Case. I'm booked out for guests for the next like eight or nine weeks, which is super awesome and then I texted my assistant and was like you know I feel like I should actually tackle the whole Instagram taking away likes conversation and talk about it on here so that it's unfiltered and it's raw and it's honest and it's me because Instagram obviously I don't feel like I can necessarily say as much as I want as I could on this podcast so make sure you're following this is life unfiltered on social media at at TILU podcast as well as my personal social media which is at Alexa underscore Curtis and I'm also on Twitter so if you guys want to have a more honest raw conversation i always kind of share my on the go thoughts on twitter so that's also at alexa underscore curtis and then my website is life Unfiltered with alexa.com so let's back up a bit. I launched my site as a fashion blog back in 2011 when I was 12, you guys already know that, and I've built it out into this full-time lifestyle platform over 10 plus years now. And I have the summit and the podcast, I had a show on Radio Disney, um, the blog is really where I've always made my most money from, but it took me a really long time to actually figure out not only how to make money, but how to keep it sustainable. Today I actually had a bunch of meetings during the day in Culver City around the city, and then I walked into to my WeWork office in the afternoon and I sat down and a guy that I know from Boston oddly moves out, moved out here around the same time I did and also has an office at my WeWork. But he, we were kind of just like sitting there talking. I had walked in with some cupcakes and the first thing he said to me after he asked how my day was, I was like, you know, how's your day? And he was like, honestly, it fucking sucks. Like I haven't gotten paid. I'm always thinking about when I'm next going to be paid. And I was like, oh God, I remember those days and they suck. Not that I don't have those days, but now I'm so much more aware of what I need to do to make money every month. And like whether that means I need to work an insane amount of hours and like feel sometimes burnt out or whatever it is, I never want to be in that position where I'm always like, where's my next paycheck going to come from? Even though I always have times where I don't necessarily know where it's going to come from, I just know in the back of my mind that something always comes up. So the moral of that part of the story is that when I launched this fashion blog, I didn't like Instagram wasn't a thing. I had no use for Instagram. Instagram hadn't even come out until I wanna say 2014. And at that time, this is when the blonde salad, Ami song, like Chiar for Fragni, um, she is the blonde salad. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Natalie Off Duty, Tavi Jevonson, these were the OG people. These are the people that I grew up with that when I first started going to Fashion Week, I was going up to, you know. It wasn't the Kim Kardashian. It was like the blonde salad and Ami and and all these people who had grown massive amounts of followers initially through their website. So for my mindset, I never grew up, especially in entertainment and and then making this into a full-time career, thinking like, oh, I'm going to need to use Instagram to make a lot of money or to become really successful. As my blog grew and I started making money from the site, I was able to kind of transfer it over to Instagram. I started making money off of Instagram takeovers and random sponsored posts, you know, 100 bucks here and there. Still never taking it seriously. And it wasn't until I want to say maybe... 2017 2018 like I recently turned 22 so I'm trying to backtrack that it became very Instagram heavy and you were seeing the Cameron Dallas and the Nash Greer and the Vine stars the Logan and Jake Paul just these really kind of rare unique instances of overnight fame and wealth but it wasn't necessarily like overnight fame and wealth that other people were wanting it was just kind of a matter of fact and now over the past four years since then it's like every day we're seeing someone new someone's going viral on instagram and going on ellen and then if you follow that course of time you realize that you don't end up hearing a lo- about a lot of them you know how many times do you really see posts about cameron dallas like you were always seeing him on tv or the the two boys with the Vans sneakers. Remember the ones who did like the Vine with the Vans and it went viral? I mean, how many of them do you even really hear about? But who you do hear about is the Kim Kardashian, the Meryl Streep, um, the Reese Witherspoon. You know what? And, And they're not always posting on social media. Sometimes they'll post once, twice, three times a day on their story max. Even like Halsey. I follow a lot of rappers. G-Eazy, Halsey, what, whatnot. And I, I mean, if you go through their story, sometimes they're posting a ton and sometimes they will literally just post one piece of whatever concert they have coming up and and say swipe up to buy tickets. And so let's go into this a little mathematically now because I really want this episode to help many of you who are struggling with this and this concept that it could go away or like is this going to hurt your brand? And I think that I'm a really good person to give advice on this just because I've been on both sides. Like I I worked in PR, I interned, I did all of that um, and now I've had success in my platforms personally and able to do this full time but also um, I know the other side of it of kind of that hesitation and I'm constantly turned down from deals and people won't even like take meetings with me because I don't have millions of Instagram followers though half the time it's like the people with millions of Instagram followers are nobody online besides Instagram if that makes sense. Um, so so yeah so if we can kind of backtrack into the concept of the difference between the social media brand and the difference between your personal brand so for example my brand or even if you look at ami song or the blonde salad so they all have brands based on themselves which is a really difficult thing to do i mean the kardashians have successfully i'm not a huge fan of theirs but i've also successfully made brands off of themselves But what comes with having that brand that's off yourself is you will eventually have too much competition. So you cannot just wake up every day and be like, unless you're an actress or a singer, that's different. But if you're trying to make it in this quote-unquote social media world, you have to constantly be thinking about what is next. That's why the Kardashians have skinwear and shapewear and whatnot. That's why Reese Witherspoon started a production company. That's why I started my summit is because – Back a year and a half ago I just had this realization was like there's a huge possibility I have no clue there's a huge possibility that I will never have millions of Instagram followers that I will never hit the success of Ellen or Oprah because maybe I'm just unlucky regardless of how hard I try. That's a constant thought that goes through my mind and it provokes a ton of anxiety and I try to really not focus on it too much and that's why I'm not super mad about the likes going away is because that's a constant thought that goes through my mind and I think that it's time now that people just stop giving a shit like make what you want to do and find your purpose and make it bigger than social media that's why people including myself start these other portions of their company because they also are aware of the fact that if they are just like I'm the best and I wake up every day and I'm a blogger I'm an influencer and and like that's it you are automatically giving yourself a disadvantage so when it comes to Instagram I speak to kids all the time oh my god the amount of times that I'm at a talk or wherever I am and the first thing a kid will be is they'll go on my Instagram and be like you're verified like wow and I'm like does that now give me more value because I'm verified how sad is that right that that little blue check mark makes you go from just talking to me casually whatever I'm talking about a guy that I broke up with friends giving you advice now you value me like I am a celebrity because I'm verified and I deserve to be verified I am in the public eye I have a ton of press like that is a very deserving thing but it's a thing that took me 10 years to get and like I relentlessly always in the back of my mind was like one day I really want to be verified just because I feel like that to me would would showcase a new level of success and I thought I would get more business deals and whatever um but people people think that especially in this day and age of social media that that's the end goal is you get verified you have a million followers and then that's it and let me tell you guys one thing especially when I moved out to LA You don't want to be that person. And the reason you don't want to be that person is because those people get so comfortable in what they're doing and they will wake up one day and either realize that they're now 30 and want to have kids and no one on Instagram who's following them for their bikini pictures or their pictures of nice Porsches is going to want to see their pictures of their kids or they wake up one day and they're like, I just spent 10 years utilizing Instagram so heavily and and I don't know who I am offline. And many people say that. And many people in talks that I go to or one-on-one conversations with people will say that. And especially in the Instagram influencer community, that's a very prominent conversation. And quite often I'm asked, like, how do you make money? Or like, how do you do this? Because... It is It is not a textbook definition to be an influencer. That's not necessarily, in my personal opinion, something you should aspire to be. You want to have influence, but you don't have to be an influencer to have influence. So that's why to find a way to take your personal brand regardless of whether you have millions of followers i guess i'll give you two options so say you're listening to this and you have 10,000 instagram followers and you're considered a micro influencer i guess and you are thinking okay if i take away likes and i want to start emailing hotels and getting free rooms how am i going to show them my insights Well, here's what I would do. I would take a great one sheet about yourself. Feel free to reach out to me and I will send you a one sheet that I had on myself when I was first starting out. It's kind of like a LinkedIn resume, but the difference about a one sheet is it's a little bit more personal. So it really just is a few paragraphs, a few pictures of you and what you've done, any work that you've had in the past, you put that in a one sheet. And instead of DMing a hotel and being like, I want a free stay, you find the PR contact, you email them that one sheet, and you tell them the deliverables. And when they go on your Instagram and they're like, I can't see the likes, well, maybe they'll look at your comments, but you also have the opportunity to go behind your Instagram and see the insights and see that kind of stuff. Or start doing something like start posting on Instagram TV. Start taking the pictures that you were posting on Instagram and post them on Pinterest. Like it takes time. This kind of stuff is not supposed to happen overnight even though you see it happen overnight. Many people who you even see go overnight, it didn't happen overnight. They did this kind of thing. It was a lot of trial and error and then they found success. So I think that's one thing you can do. I also think that if you are a blogger or an influencer, I know many of you guys who follow me are aspiring entrepreneurs, find that idea. You don't have to have that million dollar idea, but stop focusing so much on Instagram. Start putting together panels in your own city of like inspirational women and get more followers. Like have everyone who shows up write down their Instagram. Start a newsletter. And then all of the people that you create or that come to this meetup, say it's two people at first and it turns into 200. Who knows? Have them all all put down their their emails and turn that into a bomb ass newsletter then start going to brands and be like so I don't have a million Instagram followers but what I do have is a thousand engaged women in the Chicago and Wisconsin area who are so interested in lifestyle and fashion here's why I know they're interested in lifestyle and fashion is because I hosted these five meetup groups and they all told me during the conversations what they wanted most and what they wanted most this is all for an example I personally haven't done this but this is a great idea I think and I'm giving it to you guys because that's what I do. I want to help. Um, You know, and then put put that in a one sheet and say, this is what I've done and this is why you should give me the free hotel. Or this is why you should sponsor this dinner of this group that I'm hosting. Whatever. Because let me tell you, now that they are taking likes away, brands and stuff, they really care less. I've even seen it switch. Like I have... Uh, For a solid period of time, I had a very difficult time getting in the door with many people. Even as my career, I felt it growing like it was in my bones. I was like things are working. I was constantly being told like, oh, you don't have enough Instagram followers or like how can I see your insights? And I'm still told that all the time. And now like the other day I went off on a guy on email, which I shouldn't do, but he was like. He gave me some like bullshit. Like he wanted to pay me for a post. I sent him back my rate. And he was like, I'm willing to offer you $25. Like Something about the ratio on Instagram. And I was like, dude, I don't don't give a shit. But let me tell you, like feel free to Google me. I've done so much in my career. It's quite insulting that you're going to say this. But like here's my rate. And he replied and was like, all I'm asking for is statistics about the site or the social media, whatever it was. And I was like okay like I'll send you my media kit like I'm happy to send you my SEO report every month like stop basing everything on Instagram because it's not always going to be there um so you know there's there are people out there like that and I think that's more like that millennial people who grew up with social media who are working at these companies but for me like when I'm going into networks and stuff if I find the right executive like if I just have the hunch and I'm like pitch this person I almost always get in the door because I have a really fascinating story and one day I'll have a million Instagram followers and or maybe Instagram will be gone by then who knows and everyone will have wish they took those meetings with me um so that's why i'm saying like the best thing you can do is just be resilient but also be really practical on your approach to business so there's that option that's if you have say 10 or eleven thousand instagram followers whatever and you're nervous about it going away um that's that's a great idea and that's i think how you could eventually lead way into you know, you make that newsletter, it takes a year, you build it up, you get a free hotel room, you end up getting a free food sponsor for a girl's lunch, whatever you're doing. Then you pitch a brand and you make 100, 200, 300. Like, this is how I started. I started making no money. Like, I made literally like, I'd make like $25. And I said yes to every $25 that came through my door from ages like 14 to 17. Um, so that's one idea on the basis of you know many of you who have an idea or like want to start something and are having no luck with Instagram you can't get YouTube followings you've tried Pinterest don't give up but just be practical and open with the approach to what you can do, right? Like, just because you're so passionate about Instagram, okay, then then carve out two or three hours of time. Don't quit your day job. Your day job. Carve out two or three hours of time during your day to focus on Instagram. You'll get more followers. Like, it's not an issue. If you if you spend time with Instagram, it will work. Like, just interact with people. It's really a quite easy thing to do. Um, but also, you know, start thinking outside the box. So you want to build a brand or be an influencer or blogger. Now you can't track likes. You don't have a lot of followers. Okay, so how about you start putting together groups, focus groups in cities of different, or in your city or in your hometown, or go into a boutique and say, you know, do you want, I'll co-host this for you. Um, and, And a lot of times, especially local boutiques, like I look back and I'm so glad I grew up in a small town because I was so aware of the market there. And I was so able to like, go into stores and be like oh will you give me this for free or whatever and then when I moved to New York I, I was so used to people saying like no but also yes like in a small town or in a small state that I just I, I didn't even care it was like okay if somebody says yes great if somebody doesn't say yes okay I don't I don't, I don't know either way I, I don't know what to expect um, but yeah you know put together focus groups of of girls or take some girls from your high school on why am They, um, you know, I I don't know. This is just an idea like, um, you know, how does Instagram make them feel? Or, um, you know, start a podcast and like reach out to local businesses in your city. Um, You know, podcasting, you're going to, I'll tell you right off the bat, you're going to make no money from a podcast, but you will realize that you can grow a very specific demographic of people. And that always goes back into your brand. So start a podcast and then start a a podcast Instagram page and you'll realize that there's a lot of overlap and you'll start attracting new people but you have to be willing to think outside the box. So say write down their username. Like it's it's the same thing. It's all the same business model here. Like every time I go to a talk, I'm n- I'm rarely paid for these talks. Like yesterday I went to a talk and I was exhausted. I had so much work to do with the summit. I I have two TV segments I'm trying to plan. I need to find the brands for them. I need to make money. And I spent time and I went to the talk and I was like, "This is what I love to do anyway, so I would do that anyway." But also like when I walked away from the talk, I'm like, I got like three new Instagram followers. There was like 20 people in that room. So okay, like that was worth the gas money regardless going there because it always helps my brand and I also helped those people in return, the kids that I spoke to and that's always worth it for me. So that goes back to finding the purpose and the mission which is something I've focused on heavily on the site and on the podcast. So feel free to go back and look through those look through those episodes and stuff if you're worrying or focused on how to find your purpose and mission cuz I do have good advice for that. Um but yeah, you know, I, I just think it really comes down to Instagram is a money-making machine. A lot of people now are so aware of the fact that so many people including celebrities like have bought followers, buy likes and that's why I'm like this isn't a bad thing. I don't think for me like if Instagram went away tomorrow I'd be disappointed because I wouldn't be able to read through your DMs I wouldn't necessarily be able to have that like ongoing conversation but say it disappeared tomorrow and it could because Instagram is not real like I am looking at a metal straw in front of me if I'm thinking about like you can't look at Instagram it's it's, it's a platform on a cell phone um, it's not an object right so it could go away tomorrow but I'm really glad because I still have email I still have a newsletter that I've built up I still have Facebook I still have TV segments I still have this summit program that I'm, I'm bringing that's like full force and sure the summit excelled because of social media the hashtagging I didn't even realize the power of social media until I hosted that first summit in March of this year at Drexel but it would still all help and ha- it, would, it would still all ha- happen regardless of whether or not Instagram was there. So when it comes to building a brand, these are the kind of things you want to keep in mind because you just never know what's going to happen. And so constantly being on the edge keeps you really excited and also keeps you wanting more. And to be successful, you know, y- y- you don't want to settle. And many people settle when they get that million followers or they get that amount of money and they're like, I'm good, this is it. But. Personally, for me, I always want more and I always want to create more things, not create more content, create more things and create more ideas. So just be willing to experiment with different things. Um, And then, I mean, on the concept also of mental health, I will say that I, you know, obviously I'm very vocal about my anxiety and my depression and I frequently go on social media and I feel frustrated. Um, I feel very poorly about myself because I'm like it's so unfair how hard I work and um, you know the amount of meetings that I have with networks and it's like are other people getting in the doors with these people these people say yes to having the meeting with me and then I feel ashamed because sometimes I'm asked in meetings quite often well how many Instagram followers do you have and I'm like oh fifteen point four thousand and they're like. Oh, like, like, all right, like, nice talking to you. And I'm like, did that completely just erase everything I just said, my entire story, every success that I've had in my career, like the summit? And so that's why I'm not a. I'm a huge proponent for something like this disappearing is because I think it will get us just back to reality and back to the human side of things which we lose because of social media because it's a highlight reel I I started a finstagram account like a fake instagram account parents like very important if your child has one know about the finstagram but also you can't like you can't be on their finstagram but like just know about it Um, but that's why I started a finstagram is because I dove myself about a year ago into a deep hole thinking like I'm never going to have millions of followers. These people are never going to say yes to me. These executives, like I'll never get that TV show. Um, And so I started this Instagram account that I felt like I could just freely post and I aspire to when I'm at the top of my career post what Amy Schumer posts because I, that is me in real life. Like that's me in person, but I know that online I have to have a filter just because I know my demographic and like I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't like necessarily want to talk about every guy i've ever slept with like on a podcast or online but i think as i get older like i like to share more of my story to help people so i think it's really cool that like she is like that and so confident about it but she's also older um but that's why you know i think if you can separate like who you are and then if you're trying to build a brand like look at the instagram as a brand like i i'm my Instagram my public Instagram is obviously me and I'm very vocal and candid and it's completely me but like my fake Instagram is like me times a hundred it's like the real person that like you'll call on a Saturday night and I might be so pissed that a guy didn't call me back or like I drank too much wine on that Friday or like whatever but I'm not going to post that on my real Instagram because I am a brand Um, but I also want to maintain my brand offline Um, so that's where it really comes to knowing knowing your demographic but I think this is an awesome conversation I'm really glad that some of you reached out and asked me about this I would love to continue this conversation and I would love to also see many of you make that one sheet make that media kit start a LinkedIn profile pitch a bunch of people online and expect them to all say yes and they're probably all going to say no and that's going to make you want it more don't spend every hour like Instagram stalking whoever replying to comments like do the stuff that actually matters because that's what's going to get you way further than an Instagram like or a comment so that's my opinion on this I hope you enjoyed this episode I now need to go get ready for my best friend, Alex, I am throwing her a surprise birthday party tonight. She doesn't know. Uh, but by tomorrow, when this episode airs, she will have already known. Um, so shout out to Magnolia Cupcakes. They, they gave me like 400 custom cupcakes. Very excited about this. But yeah, uh, that's my that's my opinion on this. Um, you know, I, I encourage many of you to look into the statistics on depression and anxiety with social media. There's so many out there, and it's just great to know. I think it's like... Over the course of time, according to NPR, depression has gone up 52% in young people the more that social media has risen. like Just even as a parent, that's a great statistic to know. So I highly encourage you to just spend a few minutes, whether you're in class, you're walking to a meeting, whatever you're doing, and, and just look at that so that you really are aware that social media is not the end game and it's not always the healthiest. And don't take it too seriously. Um, so that's that's a wrap this week. I will be heading to Fort Wayne, actually, today. By the time this episode airs, I'm heading to Fort Wayne to surprise a fan on NPR bc tomorrow and then i'm there through saturday then i come back and i leave on the 20th i go right to new york to host a segment on cheddar which i'm really excited about and then the holidays are my favorite time i'll probably do another episode talking about how i always feel more depressed during the holidays as an entrepreneur this is probably relatable to many of you who have small businesses or startups things get so slow people stop replying and i constantly every single year have to call my mom and i'm like crying and i'm like i'm never going to be successful and she's like every year you call me on the same day day like can we at least like just write it down so that we know like you know the day that this is gonna like start happening so just enjoy the holidays relax like enjoy your family and your friends don't get burnt out if anything like you can totally take a chill pill during the holidays and relax and um yeah, so I'll do Boston and New York. Then I'll go to Connecticut for the holidays. And then I'll come back to LA in December. Have a few meetings here. Then go back for probably the most of the month of December. Because it's so slow, I'd rather just be around my parents than like depressed in LA. So that's, that's a wrap. Um, almost at episode 100. Super pumped about that. I have a awesome guest for episode 100 that I'm thrilled to introduce you guys to and I can't wait to continue in the new year, the next step with the podcast and have an awesome rest of your week. Live fearlessly and live your life unfiltered too. Bye guys.